0: break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton.
1: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. We're going to talk about money with you, and I've got a financial advisor to help us out. Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors is in with us. Before we get into the headlines, Troy, how's everything at the office? I hear you guys have some events coming up, but I'm sure you all are busy. Otherwise, what's going on? Yeah, everything's
2: good. You know, it's that time of year here in Kentucky. It's probably one of my favorite seasons besides fall, because I'm a big football guy. But springtime, it's starting to get warm. So you get the warm days and the cool nights, kids are starting to play soccer. So we're out, able to get outside a lot more. So everything's going great in that aspect. We got some dinner events coming up here at Ruth Chris. They are April 13th and April 20th. So I always tell people if you've been a diligent saver over your career and you're maybe 10 years from retirement or you're already retired, these dinner presentations are great for you because they're strictly educational. We're going to go through our process, show you what we do and talk about current stuff that's going on in the market and how it could affect your retirement. So I really think it's a great idea for you to join us out and call John here at our office or you can go to Louisville's retirement to
1: sign up for that. All right, we'll uh, be giving out the phone number later in this segment again if you want to grab it. Not you, Troy, but the guy listening. All right, hey, we almost went through uh, all of March without mentioning that it's National Credit Education Month. That's what March is. So, Troy, did y'all have like a big party at Mercurial Wealth Advisors? Y'all put a (laughs) lot of streamers and get a cake or anything? Like, how did y'all? No, we didn't have a
2: party for that. We did for Mardi Gras, but not for that. But your credit score is a huge thing. I was kind of one of those weird kids, and I say kid as in eighteen. Um, when we were in high school, well, when I was in high school, in Shelby County, we actually had a bank within our school that we could work at. So I was able to get kind of in the banking industry that way and learn a lot about credit. So when I hit 18, I was really focused on my credit and wanted to know exactly what I could do to get the best credit out there. Cause I know you have to focus on your credit credit gets you, allows you to buy things, But there's a lot of different things about credit that you should look at. I follow a website. I have an app called Credit Karma. that allows me to check my credit at all times. And I'm not really focused on the score itself, but more what's out there. What open lines do I have? Is there anything on there? I'm more looking for fraud on that. But also with credit, I know a lot of people still use credit cards to buy a lot of stuff and just pay it down over time. Um, You do have to be careful with that because you could spend a lot of money in interest. Most of these credit card companies have interest anywhere from 11% all the way to 24% depending on your credit score. But there's a lot of good cards out there if you're able to shop and look for them. Some of them, I know my wife and I bought a house, was it last year, and we needed a new AC. So there was a company out there that had five years same as cash with no fees attached. So as long as that card's paid off within five years, I get to use somebody else's money, pay lower payments, and I don't have to dump all my money into it. Use their money for the next five years to pay that off.
1: Boy, you're really excited about uh, credit month. I'm surprised y'all didn't have a party. All right, let's let's talk about uh, what's going on in the headlines today. Though still a big mess over with Russia and Ukraine, and we're not foreign policy guys, but do I have to worry about the Ukraine situation hurting my money, Troy? So anytime there are
2: geopolitical events, it will upset investors because people get worried about the uncertain. People don't know how long it's going to go. People are worried that it could launch into another world war. Um, But what we typically see is it will hit the market quickly, but then the market tends to recover very quickly as well. Once it kind of stabilizes and we see what's going on. But thing is we don't know how long this is going to go. But when we look at where we've been over the past two years, we've been dealing with a pandemic. So a lot of stimulus has been pumped into our economy, trying to keep the stock market going. We've been doing a lot of quantitative easing, trying to keep the rates low so the market doesn't crash. So all that is really coming to a head. We're starting to increase rates again, so this is kind of the working of almost a perfect storm that we just need to make sure we're prepared for.
1: What were you telling me of before the show about the the Cobra Effect? You you kind of mentioned that you you asked me if I knew about that, and I think was that Ukraine related? Well,
2: the Cobra Effect it's linked to the law of unintended consequences. But the story goes that back in the day, British government owned India ran India. And in a certain city there, they, they were actually overran with cobras. So you had these poisonous snakes running through the city. So the British government said, well, let's do this for every dead snake that you bring me we will incentivize you. So they were incentivizing their citizens to bring them dead snakes,
1: but Like what, cash for cobras.
2: Think? Yeah. Cash for cobras. But the businessmen were like, okay, well, let's do this. Let's raise snakes. Let's breed them kill most of them, take them to the government, get paid, and then keep breeding them so they could keep making more money. So when the government found out about this, they actually stopped giving cash away for these. So the breeders actually just let all the Cobras go because they were worth nothing to them anymore. So by incentivizing people that way, the unintended consequence of it was, is basically they have more Cobras in the streets afterwards than they did before. So they made the problem worse because they were looking at it short-sighted we always have to look at it long term
1: yeah i kind of get that feeling with some of the policies that are implemented in the the latest whether it was the the pandemic or the downturn that was associated with it Mm -hmm. and like the high prices of gas right now one of the solutions that some people are floating out there is we need to institute raise the the taxes on the gas producers Mm -hmm. i i have no idea how they think that'll make the price of gas go down from my perspective it sounds like it'll make the price of gas go up but you know windfall profits tax I guess sells oh. with some people, but unintended consequences don't even seem to be on anyone's mind with that.
2: Oh, you're 100% correct on that. And I've even heard them throwing around the idea of a $100 a month stimulus to try to help people out while gas is above
1: $4. Yeah, I don't I don't like the sound of any of that, but uh, I usually don't get my way when it comes to what they decide in DC. No, they don't call me and ask. <laughs> right? They should, though. I don't know. I'll give them my number. That it, it could help. <laughs> All right. So what else are y'all looking at over at Mercurial Wealth Advisors that could affect my money? Well, one good thing right now is I've been talking about rebalancing
2: because anytime you have turmoil in the market, you never really feel like or you never really realize how unbalanced your portfolio is until the volatility hits. So the way I look at rebalancing to simplify it as much as possible, it's really making sure your investment mix lines up with your risk tolerance. So over the years, if you're kind of a set it and forget it type person, some of your stocks, some of your investments grow quicker than others. So from time to time, you need to sit down, really reevaluate your portfolio and make sure that your portfolio or your investments line up with how much risk you want to take. So what we tend to find out when we're setting down with families is when we go through our stress test and look at somebody's portfolio and really kind of pull back the curtains. We find out that they're taking more risks than they're actually comfortable with. And they didn't even realize that until they sat down and went through our process. So it's making sure that your portfolio is in balance in line with your risk tolerance to make sure if the next market crash does come, you're not getting hit too hard.
1: I am a guy that is on the side that thinks a market crash or at least a market downturn, maybe it's a correction, maybe it's a full bear is going to be triggered when they start raising the interest rates. Because the last time the Fed started raising interest rates, it was you know in 2018, and we had that big crash that was around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they backed off and they slammed the rates back down to zero. And I don't see what's different about this economy that that won't happen again when they try and tick up the interest rates. And I don't think they'll be able to slam it back down again because we have inflation at the same time. How concerned are you about interest rates?
2: You know, interest rates, they affect a lot. Um, what we've seen, we actually saw them in increase interest rates, I think it was a week or two ago. And it it hit the market initially. But what a lot of people were thinking is that with everything going on with the war over in Ukraine, that the market has actually already worked that in there. So the market's actually over the past week done fairly well. But when looking at your individual portfolio, We really need to make sure that we are focused on the plan itself, making sure that you already have something built. Um, You know, Warren Buffett said that you can predicting the rain doesn't really work. Building an arc does. So you want to make sure you're prepared for when something does happen, not just react after it did.
1: Well, one other thing on the financial front that I'm looking at right now is we're coming up on the end of tax season and I haven't cut my check yet. I'm about to. And it makes me kind of sick to my stomach every year that I have to pay even more money in after I've been paying all year, most of the time. What would you say to someone like me who just despises tax season? <laughs> I think you're,
2: you're normal. Everybody despises tax season besides CPAs cause they get paid for it. But tax days, April 18th this year. So make sure you have everything done before that, unless you file an extension. And um, this is perfect time to see if a contribution to your IRAs does help you out tax wise. If not, if you're eligible for Roth contribution, you have up until tax day to do that. Uh, But it's also once you get taxes done, tax planning doesn't stop. Tax planning is that's when it really starts because we know what your taxes look like last year. So what we need to focus on, what can we do now to prepare you for taxes in the future? Again, we're not CPAs, So we do tell you to talk to your tax advisor. But we focus on, in our planning, having an active tax plan. And what that means is having a CPA and your advisor work together, working from the same playbook to make sure whatever we recommend puts you in a better tax situation and sets you up for hopefully tax-free income in the future.
1: All right. Tell me again about these uh, dinners you had mentioned at the beginning of the show here. The Roos Chris, April 13th and 20th. Who needs to go to this? I always say anybody that's... 10 years out from retirement or
2: already retired that has been a diligent saver that is worried or has questions about what's going on in our economy and wants to protect their assets and make sure they don't run out of money. If you have questions about anything going on in retirement, this is a great event for you to come out. Listen to me talk about our process, how we focus on it, what we see in the economy right now, and how volatility is really going to Affect your portfolio.
1: All right. If you're interested in signing up for that or checking out the uh, website to find out when one of the future events fits in your schedule, 502 273 1188. The website is Louisville's retirement coach.com. Troy will be there. You get to meet him. There's going to be a stake involved, there's going to be great financial information. 502 273 1188. The website is louisville's retirementcoach.com that's Troy Bolton with Mercurio Wealth Advisors I'm James Parker this is Retirement 360
0: when you crash your car you get it fixed when your computer crashes you get a new one but what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes hey it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors if you're in your 30s or 40s you'll be just fine but if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton, and Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crash has happened. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors. 383-5800 Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Call now to schedule
3: a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188.
1: Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio to continue the financial goodness. And I want to run some rules of thumb by you, Alan. By the way, the website louisvillesretirementcoach.com, the phone number 502-273-1188. But this one sounds kind of ridiculous. It comes from a guy with a ridiculous name. Uh, He's a blogger. His name's Financial Samurai. Alan, (laughs) he's probably not even a real samurai. But he said, uh, in order to retire, so mm-hmm. you, so you don't have a spin down and you can grow with inflation and all that good stuff, that you need to multiply your desired annual expenses by two hundred. So uh, if you do the math, say you know you, wow. you, you you've got some money coming in from your Social Security, wife's Social Security, and you need mm-hmm. another forty grand per year to maintain your standard of living, you would need to accumulate eight million dollars for retirement, and that sounds a little crazy to me, Alan, That's, do we, do we need yeah. to aim that high? No,
4: I, I think that the first thing I think everybody needs to listen or just kind of get a perspective on is you're probably not going to avoid some kind of spin down. I mean, we've had people come in in the past say, Hey, I just want to live off the interest. Well, the problem is, is that they, you know, especially in the last 10 years, interest and in, you know, even return on some things, sometimes you're not pulling enough to do that. So you, you may have a year that, you know, the market's down 10%. How are you living off interest if it's down 10%? How are you going to, you know, keep principal if it's down 10%? So I think, you know, these types of comments come out from time to time. I think it's way too simplistic uh, to, to kind of, you know, add a number or just a multiple to that income. Uh, there are so many other variables that you have to really look at and, and take into consideration. I believe the first step is really having an honest assessment of your monthly expenses. And a lot of people miss this step. A lot of people will say, Hey, i spend $2,000 a month or I spend $6,000 a month or, or they just throw it out an arbitrary number. And then when we start to break that down, we typically find that they're usually spending about twice what they think they're spending because they, they didn't calculate their yearly insurance cost, or they didn't calculate their property taxes or something like that. You know, they, they forgot those big spends or I've had people just say, you know, I'm not including my vacation because that comes out of another bucket. Well, no, all the buckets need to be, you know, considered as one. And you need to have a a honest conversation about how much are you spending on a monthly basis? How much is your outflow? That's going to help you determine what kind of income or inflow you need. And then you need to also calculate a fair amount of inflation. I mean, right now we're going through a rather high amount of inflation, but that, that will average back out. If you look at the last 100 years, I think it's 120 years now, the average rate of inflation is just over 3%. And that includes some double digit years in there for, you know, back in the late 70s, early 80s. Back in the 40s, there was double digit inflation. And, you know, we'll probably have double digit inflation in the future. But all over time, you end up having this about a 3% rate of inflation, maybe 3.5 if you want to be extra conservative or whatever putting that in there and then looking at your rate of return, what type of rate of return do you have to earn in order to make sure that your money's going to last as long as you do. So when we build a plan, James, that's what we do is we, we take all this information, all this data that we get from a prospective client. We plug it into a number of different programs. First and foremost, we really kind of test their current plan. We say, okay, well, based on what you're telling us your expenses are based on inflation, Based on what your historic rate of return has been with your current investments, this is how long your money's going to last. And we always give them a probability score. Sometimes it's hundred percent that they're going to make it age ninety-five and still have money left over. A lot of times it's probably less than that. It's going to be somewhere around maybe seventy or eighty percent. So sometimes it's fifty percent or whatnot. Just depends on how much you're they're spending. But having that plan, you know, and that's something this financial Samurai is not probably talking about too much but having that plan and doing the work behind the scenes will help you, you know, retire with confidence. And that's what we're really after. We're helping people, you know, develop that confidence going into retirement, that they're not going to have to go back to work unless they just want to have something to do.
1: Yeah. So that, uh, That financial samurai rule, he calls it the half percent rule. And I guess that works if you're only rolling your money into like CDs because those interest rates are dismally low. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I think we finally found someone who's being too cautious rather than being too risky with their strategies, which that can be a problem, too. Yeah, most
4: most folks that when especially when you first retire, we see them taking much more than a half percent a year. Uh, they're usually taking you know one, two, three percent a year, maybe sometimes they're taking more than that, and that's a pretty consistent pattern, too. Is that we'll see a newly retired couple spend probably on average 10 to 15, maybe 20 percent more in the year that they retire than they did the year previous when they were working, and that's because they now have freedom of time so they can travel all they want to, they can go do you know, if they're traveling, they can do excursions, they can do uh, trips to, you know, out West, or they can get on a cruise, or they can go over to Europe, or they can do anything that they, you know, have time and money for. So we're seeing them spend more and taking a bigger hit that first year or so. But over time, it starts to come back down to what they're really spending on a monthly basis. You know, they're not their discretionary spending, but their essential spending that they have to spend on utility costs and insurance costs and taxes and those types of things. Uh, but that burn rate, which that's what we call that, that you know, how much are you taking out of your portfolio every year, you know, on a yearly basis is a 1%, 2%, half percent, 5%, whatever that number is. That's what we call the burn rate. And that is critical to your long-term success. If you're taking out more than you need to, then you can end up burning through your money a lot faster, just using it faster.
1: Overall, do you kind of like the 4% rule? Is that one okay?
4: You know, we certainly do look at that. And one of the programs as we run this through, it calculates what that burn rate is every year. And if it starts approaching that 3, 4, 5%, we're definitely paying attention and pointing that out. Now, if it's approaching that when the couple is in their 90s and all the inflation is built up and they've been with us, you know, started in their 60s with us, then we can see that that's, you know, what it's going to do is end up eating away at that principle. But I think the 4% rule is something that if you're not working with a financial advisor, if you're kind of doing this on your own, you definitely want to pay attention to that. You want to make sure that you're not pulling out more than the 4%. I mean, there's been recent studies that says that's you know, half of that now, maybe 2% is the, is the burn rule because of the low interest rates and everything. But I think if you stay with that 4% rule, that's something that's, that's going to be a basic rule of thumb for your plan.
1: All right. That's Alan Mercurio, Mercurio Wealth Advisors. You're listening to Retirement 360. The website, Coach.com, The phone number 502-273-1188. Let's talk about these ultra low interest rates. The Fed's talking about mm-hmm. raising rates. And even if they do it like five times a year, it will still be below the historic average. So mm-hmm. uh, look, it's a double-edged sword. It's great for borrowers and when you get a mortgage, you know, get a mm-hmm. super low rate that'll save you money. But for savers, you know, you can't yeah. get any yield in safe products and if you do want yield, you got to go chase risk. So how do you how do retirees plan around this low interest rate environment?
4: Well, there's no doubt that it's been a war on savers for the last gosh 10 years, I guess. Uh, with these low interest rates. And and the, the good news is, is now we have 10 years of data behind us. And now we have, you know, as a financial advisor, as a financial firm, as a retirement advisor firm, we have that uh, knowledge and that data to help clients kind of navigate that. Uh, so I think that the the key part of that is really saying, designing a well-written income plan. How do you have an income plan? I've, I met with a couple, it's been about a month ago, and uh, they came in from one of our seminars and, you know, great couple. We sat and had a nice conversation and everything. And he told me right out of the gate, he said, you know, we're not looking to change advisors. We, you know, we came to your seminar. We had, you know, dinner on you guys. We just felt like we needed to kind of owed it to you to come in to to meet with you because you bought our dinner. So we're not looking to change advisors, but we would you know, like to get a second opinion. And I said, great. So let's uh, kind of go through the process and kind of show you what we do. And, uh, so one of the first things I asked him for is he, he indicated in his initial comments that he had a, a great financial plan. He felt like his financial plan was solid. I said, great. Can I see it? And he said, well, we don't really, I mean, I don't have any documents that show that, but I feel like based on what we've been told, we have a great financial plan. I said, okay, that's fair. So do you have a written income plan? And he didn't have any kind of written income plan. So he didn't have a, a written financial plan, and he didn't have a written income plan. And then when we went through other things, he didn't really have any kind of, I guess, a written plan at all. He just had the hearsay or the, the, the go-ahead on his from his financial advisor that they were going
1: to be okay. Like he did not well, just not have the printouts. He didn't have it online or somewhere? He, he didn't have it. anything.
4: No, okay. he didn't have he had some uh, spreadsheets that that were put together on excel and stuff like that that he you know he kept most of them himself but he didn't have any kind of a written plan and i think that's a that's something that you need to be aware of if you're out here listening to our show and you and you're talking to a financial advisor or you have a financial advisor and they say you're going to be okay but they've never really showed you how you're going to be okay that's a red flag i think you need to have some data that says yeah, my advisor says I'm going to be okay if inflation goes up and and we only earn 4% on average or uh, I spend it, you know, 5 or 6% in one year or two years or first 5 years of retirement. If you've got a written plan that says you're going to be okay, I think that's okay, but if you're just if your advisor is just telling you that, I think that's a red flag. I think you have to have a plan. And that's where when we start looking at these low interest rates that we've had over these years, Again, we have the data now that we've said, you know, we've been through this for the last eight, nine, 10 years, and we've helped other clients build these income plans so that now they have this income and this the, the, the words I always use is reliable and sustainable income. This income that they know that's coming in, regardless of what the market does, that's going to give you the confidence to say, yeah, I know that I'm going to be okay because I've got income coming in every month. And if I spend every bit of it, I got more income coming in next month. And that's that's what's called a you know an income plan. And then we have it all written down and shown we you know share that with our
1: clients. All right, that's Alan Mercurio for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you like what you hear, you want to contact him at the office, or if you have a question for the show, 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's dot Me and Alan will be right back. I'm James Parker. This is Retirement 360.
3: If you missed a show and want to catch up with Alan and Troy and the latest retirement planning topics, click on the media tab at louisvillesretirementcoach.com. That's louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Remember the Retirement 360 bundle can be yours. Schedule a visit to start the process now at Mercurial Wealth Advisors, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Hey there, you're listening
1: to Retirement 360. I've got Alan Mercurio from Mercurial Wealth Advisors in studio with me. The website is Louisville's Coach.com. If you have a question for Alan or you want to contact him at the office, 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. A new survey, Alan, says 59% of baby boomers who are still working expect to keep working in retirement. So, you know, after their main career, I guess they still want to stay Mm -hmm. engaged in the workforce somehow. But um, for your clients who want to keep working, is it more because they want to or because they have to? Which one do you see more of?
4: Well, I think personally from our clients that – want to keep on working or decide to keep on working after retirement, it's more of a want to thing. Because again, when we take on the responsibility of uh, helping a client plan for the retirement, number one, they're not going to become a client if it's going to be a a failed plan. So we just, if we build a plan that shows that they're going to run out of money too early in retirement, then we have a really frank conversation with them and say, you know, you're probably not ready to retire if this is what you have to spend or if this is what you you have saved. And if they don't get that or they don't agree with that, then they just don't become a client. So the the clients that we've formed a relationship with, built that plan, built that written income plan for and really have that relationship with, if they continue to work, it's because they want to. And I think there's a lot of reasons behind that. I think there's a lot of folks that continue to work beyond age, say 65 or 67 or even age 70. More that I see is they just want to stay connected. Work kind of is not really work for them at that point. Now, it was kind of funny that this past winter, you know, we spent some time in Florida in our RV and I met a a young man that was uh, in one of the RV parks next to us and he was a full time RV guy. And he was a welder by trade, young guy, probably in his mid thirties, I guess. He and his wife were, you know, living in an RV with three dogs, and he was a welder. But he made good money while he was welding, and he had it afforded him the opportunity to take off when he wanted to, too. So, I think it's the same thing when you are working, if you, or when you get ready to retire, if you have that connection with people and you have something that you like doing, and it's not really work to you then you end up staying connected or continuing to work, or you you have that sense of purpose. I've been on the other side of that as well. Clients that retired and wanted to play golf, wanted to go fishing, wanted to do the things that they always dreamed of doing in in retirement. And six months later, they're bored out of their minds and, and trying to find something else to do. So for us, at least at Mercurial Wealth Advisors, it seems to be the folks that are doing this more so, they're doing it because they want to do it?
1: well let's talk about how uh this this new money that's coming in can have an, uh, an effect not just on your bank account but on other things like social security or your medicare benefits i guess yeah, a lot of people that, don't even realize that
4: right and that's the key thing is that let's say that you decided to retire at age 59 or 59 and a half when you could when you could get to your retirement accounts but you're too young for medicare and you know, you're getting on the older side to carry your own health insurance. So you have to figure out a way to carry that, some type of medical benefits. You know, as you make money from, let's say, 62 to 65, that money that you're bringing into your household, that earnings that you're bringing in, does get looked at for Medicare benefits. It also gets looked at for Social Security benefits. So, Social Security probably more so at age 62 to 65, because if you're making over a certain threshold and you've taken your Social Security, then you can actually have a reduction in your Social Security benefits through a. We always call it a penalty. I'm not sure that is technically a penalty, but they take some of that money back if you go over a certain threshold.
1: Man, a lot to think about there. Uh, for those of though who are still working, what about the taxes? Are their taxes are likely to be less than when they were in their main career, or can they expect taxes to be about the same, or maybe even higher?
4: Well, you know the the myth that we've always been told is that taxes are going to be less when we retire because the you know in, in years past it was always that um, you know you made less income in retirement well you still make less income in retirement but but lifestyles have changed a lot of people do start to spend more they do start to travel more in retirement and they're being very active so activity requires money so they're pulling more money out of their retirement accounts which means that they're paying more taxes on it so what we've seen is that taxes are probably not reducing that much when you first retire. And sometimes they're going up because you're taking more money out of your accounts, which means you're going to pay taxes on it. So you have to have a tax plan. I think that, that as part of our process of Mercurial Wealth Advisors, that's why we built that out that way is to have that tax map to show you what your tax obligation is going to be based on your current spending. And then if they say, well, you know, we're going to pull more money out for the first five years so we can do the traveling that we want to, then we can build a tax map and say, okay, well, this is what the tax, based on current tax laws, this is what it looks like from a tax perspective. So you don't want to get slammed at the wrong time and, you know, have to pay uncle Sam an extra five or $10,000 in in April when you file your taxes. All
1: right. This is Alan Mercurio for Mercurio wealth advisors. The phone number 502-273-1188. The website is Louisville's retirement Coach. Dot com and the name of the show is retirement 360. And so when you talk about Alan, these strategies and these plans to escape taxes, am I smelling a, a Roth IRA possibility?
4: Very possible. I mean we talk about Roth IRA conversions or I'm sorry, IRA conversions to Roths very frequently when we have our conversations with our clients. Because I don't know what you think, James, and but I know that from our perspective, we feel like taxes are lower now than they possibly will be in the future. I mean, we went through COVID. We had the national pandemic or the worldwide pandemic, actually, and the United States spent a lot of money. The government spent a lot of money keeping everything going, shutting everything down at first and then trying to get everything ramped back up. We spent a lot of money doing that. And we incurred a lot of debt. Well, that debt's got to be satisfied at some point. And typically, the only way that's going to get satisfied you know, from a government standpoint is because... the the only source of revenue they have is taxes. So they're going to probably increase taxes. So we do frequently talk about, you know, these trillions of dollars that enter in IRAs, that's a paycheck Uncle Sam's waiting for. So we start talking about, okay, well, what if you start taking some of this money and converting it to this Roth uh, version of your IRA? So for those of you listening today that don't know what a Roth IRA is, it's basically a retirement account that you've paid tax on the principal but the interest that's earning in there is tax-free. So once you convert, let's say you converted $100,000 of your regular IRA to a Roth IRA, you would have to pay taxes on the $100,000. But then anything that that, that grew on that $100,000 is now going to be tax-free for the future. So when we start talking about conversions of these accounts, and it may not be $100,000, maybe it's only $10,000, or whatever you're converting, we have that conversation is, does it look like it's going to help you in the future? Is it going to give you a a leg up and maybe paying less taxes later on in life? Because remember, if you've saved everything in your retirement accounts and you've never paid tax on any of that, that at age 72, the government forces you to start taking money out of those accounts called a required minimum distribution. And at that point, you have to take out what they tell you to take out, or there's a 50% penalty on the backside of that. If you've saved a lot in your retirement accounts, then maybe it's more beneficial for you to start thinking about doing the Roth conversions as soon as you can, which it would be at age 59 and a half. If you haven't saved a whole lot in your retirement accounts and you're going to use all that in your retirement for income, then it may not be as beneficial for you. So we run through those numbers and really make sure people understand where they are on that scale and whether it's going to be beneficial for them to do that. And then if, if it is, then we'll help them do that.
1: Well, it sounds like another potential tax mistake is uh, taking withdrawals from your accounts in the wrong order. How do you create a strategy for people to make sure they're taking the right amount of money from the right accounts yeah. at the right time?
4: Well, the, a big strategy behind all this, again, we talk about building the plan, how to build the plan. Usually you want to take money out of the accounts that are making the least amount of interest first, as opposed to you know the ones that are making the more income. But that's not always the case. Some people want to keep a certain amount of cash on hand. So as part of the plan we build, we're going to say, okay, this is the order that we think you ought to start liquidating these accounts or pulling money out of these accounts. Some of it you may just be pulling the dividends off of it. So you might be just taking the interest that it's creating every year, the income it's creating every year and may not even be taking any of the principal out of it. Some of it may be more of a, you know, an annuity or something like that, that's actually spending down that money and and will disappear at some point. But the nice thing about the annuities is once you turn them on, once you start activating them, they're going to pay you for the rest of your life in most cases. So it's all about how to build that plan. And, you know, we've talked about this for years, but this is what we do at Mercurial Wealth Investors. And our process is really called the Retirement 360 Game Plan process. And it starts with a couple different reports, folks. So if you like to do this, what we would do is encourage you to call the number. James is going to give you in a minute and we'll go through a series of reports with you. The first one is called the retirement scorecard, the retirement 360 scorecard. And basically what that's going to do is take your current plan. We're going to kind of put it on a treadmill, run a stress test on it and see where it's going to crack. We're going to look at the past rate of returns. We're going to look at inflation. We're going to look at your spending and we're going to plug that all in and say, okay, you have a probability of success of 65% or 70% of making it to age 95 without running out of money. And then we're going to build our income plan and say, okay, well, if you, if you had an income plan that did this and your investment strategy did this, plugging those together, that's going to be called the retirement 360 game plan. If we got involved in it and we were your coach or we were your advisor, this is how we would do it. Part of that's also going to be that tax map strategy. The tax map is going to be critical to understand you're not going to pay too much to Uncle Sam, but you're going to pay enough to make sure you stay out of trouble and you want to get that tax map strategy built in there. And then we always have you sit down with an attorney to look at your will, your trust, your powers of attorney, all those documents that you need to have on point. So if something happens to you, all the work that you've done is going to pass on to your family in the most tax efficient manner possible. And not to uncle sam so that's the whole retirement 360 game plan if you'd like to take advantage of that give us a call and james
1: 502-273-1188 502-273-1188 the website is louisville's retirementcoach.com which is nice because if you can remember that you don't have to remember the phone number but 11 percent of the people listening to the show right now alan do not use the internet every day so phone number's just fine 502 273
0: 1188 stay put we'll be right back with more retirement 360. Quick who's your favorite sports team okay now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year the season's on the line type of game now you realize they don't have a game plan they're just going to wing it how do you think that's gonna go probably not very well are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Tori Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services.
3: Do you know how inflation could affect your retirement savings? The Retirement 360 Roadmap could provide some answers. Call for a complimentary visit now. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188.
1: Welcome back. This is Retirement 360. I've got Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. The phone number 502-273-1188. The website is Coach.com. And in the last segment of the show, we like to have uh, a little more fun, a little more laid back. And we're going to play a game called yay or nay. And uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. I'm just going to throw out a topic and we'll discuss the pros and cons and kind of come up with a a soft answer for you at the end. But this week's topic, Alan, is working in retirement, working in retirement. Yeah. So and and here's the reason I want to talk about this today. I saw a survey by Express Employment Professionals. They're a staffing agency. But this survey, 79% of workers between 57 and 75 say they would rather be semi-retired rather than fully retired. And I don't know if Uh I'm just an inherently lazy person, but I think I'm in that 21% (laughs) that when I'm retired, I don't want to work. I don't want to have a part-time job. I don't want to clock in. I want to do whatever I want. So it sounds like I'm the odd man out. Most people, about four out of five people, would rather have a part-time job in retirement than be fully retired. Is this what you see? I do see quite a bit of that, actually. I see uh, folks that'll retire from their main job
4: that they've done for maybe 25 or 30 years. And then they'll either, A, they'll they'll do something completely different. And, you know, maybe they're just, uh, you know, and this is kind of a simplistic uh, example, but I've had a number of clients that have went to work at Cabela's or to Lowe's or to, you know, Walmart or something like that, to where they're just, you know, spending a couple hours a day, maybe three or four hours a day, greeting people or talking to people or just helping out. They're not really... You know, they don't have to take the stress of their job home with them. They're they're just kind of socializing more or less, but they're getting paid for it. So it's kind of neat. Then I've had another group of folks that are more on the professional side that will retire, maybe an engineer or something like that will retire from that corporate job, but then they'll come back as a consultant. And now they have, again, freedom of time, but they're still getting paid pretty well. They don't have the benefits that they had before. Uh, We do a lot of stuff with nurses and doctors and things of that nature. From the nursing category, we've had a lot of nurses that have retired, left their full-time gig at the hospital or at the doctor's office, but then they go back to work what they call PRN, which means that they're not getting any benefits, but they can choose when they want to work. So the hospital will put up, you know, we need somebody for a shift for a 12-hour shift here or there, and they'll say, yeah, I want to take half of that or I want to take some of that. So I do see a quite a bit of folks that just want to have something to do to kind of keep their brain active, maybe keep them a little bit more physically fit. But then on the other side, we do see folks that say, hey, once I'm done, I'm done and I'm not doing anything else.
1: Yeah, my concern is that when I retire, I will want to not work, but I will sort of be forced to work just for the extra money, you, you know. Uh- if you have a tight ship, it'd be nice to have something coming in. So you have a little more money to have fun with, or if you lose ground, you actually have the ability to make some of it back up, but that's a luxury from what I see. Some of these people though, that like work, let's talk about the pros of the people who are voluntarily continuing to work in retirement.
4: Well, I think the first pro you just mentioned it, is you get to keep earning that paycheck, you have that money coming in still. You have you know, it may not be as much as you had before, uh, but you've got that paycheck coming in. One of the prime benefits of having that paycheck continuing to come in is you could you know potentially delay Social Security benefits if you wanted to, so you don't have to take Social Security as part of your income. You might have enough that you're making on the on your side gig a little bit to delay Social Security benefits, which once you delay those social security benefits if you let's say your full retirement age is 67 and you delay them to age 70 the social security benefit itself is guaranteed to grow at 8% per year so it's a nice way to say okay I'm I'm getting some payback for that so those those benefits are going to get bigger and hopefully last longer of course the thing about social security is nobody knows you know when you know, God above is going to pull us home or take us home. So you don't know how long you're going to get those benefits. So that's always the argument you have to kind of go back and forth and talk about. I think the flexibility of time. uh, So if you're still working, some of the pros would be, you know, you don't have to do eight o'clock to five o'clock every day. Maybe you get to choose, you know, you go in, depending on where you go back to work, maybe you're only working 10 to four or 10 to two or something like that. So you have, have that flexibility of time if you actually work with an employer that will allow you to maybe go part-time you know a lot of times if you're a part-time employee you still get to keep your health insurance benefits and stuff like that so that might be a you know an incentive for you to continue to work after you've retired from your full job
1: yeah and, and of course uh, the money's the obviously pro the obvious con is that you have to work <laughs> like you have <laughs> you have to have a schedule you have to uh, put up with something somewhere so uh, what are what are some of the other possible cons besides the obvious one that it sounds like a lot of work
4: well i guess the, the one that i would think of mostly is from the financial side if you were to reach higher, a lot of folks just get to that point where they you know they're done we saw this through covid we saw this where people just said you know i'm, I'm I'm done with this. I don't want to go. I don't want to do this anymore, but yet they weren't quite financially able to be able to retire yet. So that's the drawback is if you haven't done the planning, if you haven't put the work in to save the money for retirement or save the assets that you need to, to generate income for retirement, then, you know, it may not be possible for you to retire. That, that would be, I guess, the biggest con, you know, you might be, if you were to retire, but then have to sell an asset or something like that, it could create some extra taxes for you. So I think those are some things that you just have to think about. Everybody's going to be different, obviously. So we would help him work through those uh, conversations.
1: So is there any other factors that the guy listening needs to understand before he finalizes that decision, whether to fully retire or keep working part-time?
4: Well, if you're listening to this show, hopefully you're listening because you are concerned about your retirement possibilities and you're wanting to get as much information as you can, as much education as you can. And first and foremost, if you don't have that written income plan, that written financial plan, then I think that you are putting yourself at risk to try to retire without having all the data that you need. I mean, there are so many things on the retirement side that people forget to ask or don't know to ask. We have that little saying that we've used on the show many, many times for over the last several years is that, you know, it's the small hinges that swing the big doors. So if you think about your biggest door in your house, it's, it's swinging on a couple hinges. And that's kind of what retirement does is it's, you know, there's those little things that if you miss them, they can cause a big problem. You know, if one of those hinges fall off, especially the top one, that door is going to fall off and you want to make sure that you're not getting that type of reaction from your financial plan because you forgot taxes or you forgot inflation or you didn't plan on spending as much as you did the first year or two or or you didn't think about the penalties that might come from Social Security or Medicare. So for the last 35 years, folks, that's what we've done at Mercurial Wealth Advisors is we really help people walk through a process to get themselves ready for retirement, to make sure that they've asked themselves all the right questions, that they've asked somebody else the right questions and that they have those decisions firmly in their mind so that there's no question that they can retire or they can't retire. It's going through a process. If you'd like to go through that process, it's called the Retirement 360 Game Plan. Basically, we offer it here for free every week. All you do is you call into the office, you set up time with one of our advisors on staff to really go walk through this process. There's no cost to it. But there is some, some time that you're going to commit to it. You're going to be asked to bring in some data and share that data. It's all confidential, obviously. But you're going to share that data with your advisor uh, or the advisors that's working with you. And then you'll go through a process to determine whether you want to become an, a client of Mercurial Wealth Advisors or if you're okay. And that's the main question that we ask. Most people want to know, am I going to be okay? That process includes the Retirement 360 scorecard, which is really a checkup of where you are now the Retirement 360 game plan, which includes the income plan and the tax map strategy, and then meeting with the local attorney to understand your will and your trust and your powers of attorney. All that stuff is, is put together over a three to four meeting process, and we'll go through that with you at absolutely no cost.
1: Yeah, the number 502-273-1188. The website is retirementcoach.com. And I'll give the phone number out again before the end of the show, but I wanted to throw a non-financial scenario at you alan see if you've Ooh, seen okay. this for people who are think are thinking about working in retirement you've been doing this for 35 years so i bet you've seen this but uh f- some family friends uh, a couple they retired at the same time and look they've been in love and been together and never had any problems for almost 50 years and then they get retired and they have to stare at each other from across the living room for 16 hours a day Ooh, yeah and uh, one of them had to get a job because as, <laughs> as much as they are best as friends they needed some other friends in right. their life and there was a social reason for wanting to uh, work in retirement at least part time you see that a lot we do see
4: it some i mean and i talk about that a lot and troy talks about it a lot at our uh, workshops over at UofL is that first and foremost you got to make sure your numbers work But you also got to know what you're going to do with the extra time. Think about it, folks. You work probably, if you work a full-time job, you work 2,040, 2,080 hours a year. So now if you stop that job, you got to fill up that 2,080 hours a year with something to do. So I think that's a key conversation we have with everybody planning to retire is what are you going to do with that time? And then once you determine that, that'll help with that you know, that's 16 hours a day that you're sitting there looking at your spouse or they're looking at you that they haven't seen you because you've been out of the house or or whatnot. So uh, it is a big part of it, but having the numbers, having the plan, I think, folks, is the the key part of, of all this. Uh, I encourage you, if you're, if you're five years from retirement, let's get together and go through the process and see if it's something that you, uh, you know, if you're able to retire at this point.
1: Again, that phone number, 502-273-1188. The website, Coach.com. Alan Mercurio, thank you very much for your time again. Let's do it next again. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This has been Retirement 360.
3: By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate, and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance
0: company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.